Hi, my name is Sabil, and this is my brand new podcast where my goal is to put you in a better position to be happy and succeed in your life. For the most part, it's going to be about getting your shit together. It's going to get deep, pretty analytical, even philosophical. But that's what I believe is necessary in order to tackle some of the big scary questions that people generally don't like to talk about, or that you're supposed to know intuitively, but no one actually really knows. Like, where do I find my purpose? Am I pursuing the right things in life? How do I achieve happiness? What is even the meaning of life itself? I'm not claiming to have all the answers, but grounded in psychology and biology, things start to click. If you also wonder about these questions and would like a better understanding, well then, I recommend you keep on listening. A little bit about myself before we dive in. My academic background is from business and not psychology, where I have a master's degree in marketing and innovation. However, the psychology aspect of business is something that has really intrigued me ever since I stumbled across it five years ago, and I've studied topics such as consumer behavior, brand strategy, and design thinking. Ever since, I've been on a constant pursuit of understanding human behavior and figuring out how I can apply it to my own life. Today, I work as a digital strategy consultant, and what I've realized while working on projects and helping both public and corporate firms is that running a successful business is very similar to running a successful life. By sharing my insights backed by scientific research, I hope to provide you value. And I will structure every podcast so you can take something tangible from it and apply it directly to your own life. Now, with the housekeeping out of the way, to kick off this series, I'm going to be talking about you. Or more specifically, your personality. In order to get your shit together, you have to start with yourself. And a key part of that is achieving self-awareness. Do you have a good understanding of who you are as a person? The topics that I'll be talking about today are things that you probably know intuitively. What I don't think people seem to realize is how big of an impact some of the things we take for granted actually have. Like how understanding your personality and being able to control it is essential for your own well-being and mental health. I'll link all the relevant articles and scientific research in the description below to make my claim as convincing as possible. So, what is personality? The Cambridge Handbook of Personality Psychology defines personality as a characteristic set of behaviors, cognitions, and emotional patterns that evolve from biological and environmental factors. I'd like you to remember that precise definition right there. It does make sense, right? Your thoughts, emotions, and actions are generally speaking a lot of who you are as a person. Now, a common way to map out your personality among psychologists is describing your personality traits. These traits are characteristics such as, are you on average an extroverted person or an introverted person? Do you like structure and planning or are you more spontaneous and carefree? The fascinating thing here is that these traits can actually predict how you, your emotions, thoughts and behavior will on average react in a given situation. Remember from the definition of personality, you inherit your personality traits biologically from your parents and their genes. This is the basis of your personality, but these traits are influenced by the environment around us and they change over time. 
Now, why is it important to talk about this? Well, think of yourself as a video game character that has a set of attributes which affect the way you play the game, aka life. The scores of these attributes are not on a fixed scale from 0 to 100, but on a continuum. When you start the game, you're given a combination of attribute scores from your parents, but as you play the game, the experiences and adventures you embark on have a gradual impact on your character and ever so slightly pushes your attribute scores in one way or the other. In other words, your personality is constantly subject to change. You see, your everyday life is a constant feedback loop of experiences that triggers feelings and thoughts, which leads to actions that either reinforce your previous behavior or leads to new behavior. Your personality is a vital part of how you interpret the events you experience and how you shape the outcomes of those events. This relates to the theory of reciprocal determinism from the famous psychologist Albert Bandura. There is a constant interplay between you and the environment where you are both the creator and the product of your life experiences. This is why when life gives you lemons, it's easier said than done to make lemonade. Often, we develop self-destructive cognitive patterns that can be very hard to get out of. Maybe you got dumped, and now you both think and feel that no one will ever like you. Your sadness causes you to want to be alone, you never go out anymore and actually put yourself in a position to meet new people who would be attracted to you which then reinforces your self-destructing thinking of no one liking you. However, if suddenly a couple of things gear away, you can catch a wave of positivity. Let's say you were responsible for a project at your work that turned into a success. You receive a lot of recognition which ends up in a promotion. The positive momentum pushes you to finally ask out that person you've always had a crush on. They say yes because your current happiness comes off as attractive. And now it seems like nothing in the world can go wrong. Here's the kicker. What if I told you that the events that triggered those chain reactions were random and out of your control? What if the breakup had nothing to do with you, but your ex never gave you the real story? What if the project's success had nothing to do with you, but you just happened to be in charge? Trigger events may be completely random, but they can still affect our lives to a great degree. How you react to those events determines your happiness and well-being. That's why you need to attain control over the feedback loop that is your life and not let it control you. And I believe that understanding your own personality is the first step to develop and gain control over your mind. Armed with this knowledge, it's time to take some action. The very first thing I want you to do is simply to take a couple of personality tests and read how they describe you. Now, for all the people out there that are skeptical of personality tests, I think it may be appropriate to clarify what a personality test actually is and how to use it accordingly. Personality tests are a snapshot of your personality traits at the moment you take the test. Remember that your traits are constantly affected by the environment around you. It is a snapshot of your personality right now. Furthermore, an accurate test will describe your average cognitive patterns and behavior. Under special circumstances, your behavior may be different or out of character. Now, there are two more factors that must be taken in consideration. Personality tests can be prone to errors due to the reliance of self-reporting. By taking a personality test, you're given the task to answer objectively on statements about yourself. It's very hard not to be biased here, but I actually recommend you take the test with the help of someone that knows you well to double-check your answers. The last thing I want to point out 
is that there are endless of personality tests out there. Very few of them are any good. Personality test that I like quite a bit, but do have some flaws, is the Myers-Briggs test. It is based on the work of the famous psychologist Carl Jung, who categorized people based on four traits. You're placed in one of 16 personalities in this test, and it will often give you some very good insights of what type of person you are. Now, Jung developed this framework based on his own heuristics and not empirical research. Modern psychology has found flaws in the validity and the reliability of this test. Therefore, it does have its limitations. However, it's a simple and very easy test to take that has personally given me a lot of value, and you may also find it valuable, which is why I'll link to it down below. Now, the gold standard of personality tests, and the one that you absolutely have to take, is called the Big Five, also known as the Five-Factor Model. This framework has been developed through extensive scientific research and tests. By analyzing the personalities of thousands of people, psychologists have found five broad factors of personality traits that all humans possess. These are extroversion, conscientiousness, openness to experiences, agreeableness, and neurotism. Now, neurotism is the fifth factor that the Myers-Briggs test completely lacks, and in my opinion, it may be the most important personality factor of them all. By measuring neurotism, you're actually measuring how well you cope with psychological stress. In fact, in late 2016, Neuroscientists found links between certain genes and certain personality traits from the five-factor model. They also found that genes related to neurotism and openness to experiences were clustered together in the same regions as the genes linked to certain psychiatric disorders. Genetic correlations showed connections between openness and schizophrenia and bipolar disorder, and between neurotism and depression and anxiety. This just shows that you probably should take this test a bit more seriously than I realize. Like I mentioned earlier, understanding your personality and being able to control it is essential for your own well-being and mental health. If you do score high on especially neurotism, I strongly suggest that you work on improving your emotional stability. In one of my next podcasts, I will be giving some tips on how to deal with neurotism and also talk about other mind tools. Now, after you've taken these tests, I'd like you to evaluate critically their descriptions of you. Run some past events through your mind and think about how your emotions and thoughts reacted in the situation. Do your cognitions match with the test results? Maybe you feel the results are wrong and that's fine. The test doesn't have to be completely accurate. However, you may also reach a couple of epiphanies. The last thing I'd like you to do is assess your traits as a whole. Do you like all of your traits just the way they are? Remember, The results of the test are not an excuse for unacceptable behavior, an excuse to stay in the same spot and not improve yourself. Rather, it gives you a foundation to build upon and develop yourself into the person you want to be. Some of your traits you may need to accept and come to peace with, but others you will actually be able to change through practice. Practice like pushing yourself to be more social and grabbing opportunities, learning how to deal with stress or how to say no to people. I suggest you both work on your strengths that you're happy with and your weaknesses you'd like to change. You can also try to identify how your traits have developed, which can give you a good indication of how your environment has affected you. What behavior did you get from your parents? What habits did you pick up from your friends? Which books and movies have affected your mindset? We'll dive deeper into this specific topic in the next podcast. 
Personally, I've had major value in gaining an understanding of my own personality traits. I myself can better explain why I acted in a certain way in a given scenario, and I also feel more confident in who I am as a person. I can easier pinpoint the things about my personality that I wish to improve upon, and also acknowledge the things that will probably remain the same. This understanding has allowed me to not only learn ways to control my mind, but also the environment around me. I want you to really become aware of yourself. Know your personality. Examine your thoughts and emotions. Be aware of how you react in situations. Soon you will become aware of the reactions when they're actually happening. When you start to master this, I can guarantee you that you will feel more in control and be more comfortable in your own skin. That's it for me today. I hope you like this podcast. Please like, share, and subscribe. And until next time, get your shit together.